Welcome to the Dr. Berg's Healthy Keto and Intermittent Fasting Podcast, where Dr. Berg takes you on the journey for the truth about getting healthy and losing healthy weight. Are you still craving a keto and you're not sure why? Here's what happens. Normally, when you convert from sugar to fat burning, it takes three days if your carbs are really, really low. If you do keto and your carbs are a little too high, this three days can turn into five days, two weeks. It could be a long time. So the lower the carb, the faster that you're going to convert into ketosis, fat burning. All right, number one your carbs are too high. Now, the range of carbs should be between like 30 grams to 50 grams of carbs per day, not per meal. For some people, 50 grams is actually too much, especially if they had a history of consuming a lot of carbs and they have really bad insulin resistance or they're a pre-diabetic or a diabetic. So if you stick with 30 or less, you'll be pretty good. But the most common reason why you're craving is your carbs are too high. And the two big things that you know that you're in ketosis and it's all working is cravings going away and you're no longer hungry. Now, I always recommend doing fasting and keto at the same time because every time you eat, you trigger insulin to some degree, regardless if that meal is keto-friendly. So you're always triggering insulin to some degree when you're eating. So instead of three meals, definitely do two meals. Now, if your meals are spread out like this, let's say first meal is at 8 a.m. in the morning, breakfast, and you skip the lunch, and then you eat at 8 at night, that gives you a 12-hour fasting window. It's just not going to be long enough. I mean, it's better than three meals, but I would prefer if you took this meal right here and you pushed it closer to this meal so we can bring this down so we have a longer period of fasting. And so as far as quantity of food, that's less important than frequency of meals. So if you took 2,000 calories of food for a given day and you broke it up into small little meals compared to having all 2,000 in one meal or maybe broke, break it up into two meals, but they're very close together so you have a longer period of fasting, you'll be much better off if you condense the foods and reduce the frequency of eating, then to spread it out of the, over the entire day. Number three, snacking in between meals. This is slightly different. Some people think that, oh, I'm just having a little bit of this. It's keto-friendly, just a little bit of food, right? They might do a little keto-friendly cookie between meals to tide them over. That defeats the whole purpose of fasting. It's going to break your fast. And guess what? It's going to raise insulin a little bit. What you need to understand is eating makes you hungry. Now, it sounds kind of stupid, but every time you eat, especially a small little thing, which is not going to be very satisfying, in about one and a half hours, you're going to be hungry. And so don't snack between meals. Take those so-called keto snacks and consume them right at the meal or right after the meal as a dessert. Number four, too much protein. More than eight ounces of protein for an average person um, is a little too much. So anything more than that tends to turn into glucose, 
or it is wasted in the urine. And so what people don't realize is that protein by itself is not used for fuel, but it can be broken down into glucose if you're having too much, and then that could be used as fuel. So if you're eating this you know, 16-ounce steak at a restaurant, the next morning you're going to be really hungry. All right, number six, eating too late at night. This just kind of throws off this whole fasting cycle. So if you eat late at night, you may notice the next morning that you're now you're craving certain things. So it's really good if you could just eat that last meal, six, seven o'clock, and then not eat anything after that. That's the ideal situation. You'll find that you'll do very well because then you'll you have a period of fasting, then you go to bed, you're fasting all night, and you should not be hungry in the morning. If you are hungry in the morning, chances are your carbs are too high for that last meal. All right, number six, eating too much food. During a, I don't know, holiday or something or Thanksgiving, you eat this massive meal where you're completely stuffed. Uh, even if it is keto-friendly, you're going to be hungry the next day simply because it's going to create a lot of stress in the digestive system and a lot of those extra calories will be turning into glucose simply because it's too much to actually assimilate and use as energy. And one point about six, the question is how much food do I eat? Well, it's going to have to be an individual thing based on your individual sweet spot. So you want to have enough so you're not completely stuffed for many, many hours. Like the next meal, you're not even hungry at all. You can just keep going um, because you, you jam so much food in there. It's just overwhelming the system versus just uh, the meal is just too small, just not enough to sustain you especially since you need certain amount of foods to satisfy your nutrient requirements. And you can figure this out just by trying certain amounts over two days, and then you'll know, okay, I need this amount of protein, this amount of carbs, this amount of fat. All right, number seven, stress. Stress will release glucose. Stress will increase cortisol, which will then release glucose, and that's going to throw off your blood sugars. So that's another hidden factor. Number eight, a lack of sleep. If you ever notice those days that you haven't slept, you're craving certain things that you shouldn't be eating. So this is really stressful on the blood sugar system because it increases cortisol. All right, number nine, keto desserts. Um, I think they have their place. I think they're okay for some people. I think they're good in the beginning, but ideally it's not good down the road to do too many keto desserts, especially because it's not really coming from um, an actual like steak or a salad. It's like a concentrated almond flour, which is not really natural. Or you're doing certain amounts of oils in combination with sugar alcohols, which create a lot of digestive issue. So I suggest uh, not on a regular basis, but you know, periodically go ahead and do it for holidays or you know, if, if they don't bother you, go ahead. But I will say that too many keto desserts, especially with the sugar alcohol, can um, create hunger because certain sugar alcohols are not completely zero on the glycemic index. Some are a little bit higher, like uh, Zalatol, for example. So for me, I do one little packet. It's just a tiny bit in my coffee in the morning, and that's it for the whole day. And my coffee is like, literally, it's like just a small little thing. It's strong, but I don't do a lot of Zalatol. The other thing I want to point out is that when you do a lot of almond flour, it's high in oxalates. So you may find that it could increase your risk of um, kidney stones if you're prone to that, or it can also irritate your joints and you can feel like you're getting like arthritis from that. I'm just saying that not as something that's common, but it can happen. All right, last thing is hidden sugars. For this one, it could be a lot of different things. Number one, yogurt, for example, is very high in sugar. 
uh, and I'm, I'm even talking about the plain yogurt. Kefir has sometimes too much sugar for certain people, and, and that's just enough to bump them out of ketosis. You also have so-called keto-friendly foods that are not keto-friendly. So read the ingredients, uh, observe what's in there. Certain companies put maltodextrin, they put dextrose, they actually put sugar, they put wheat, tapioca, and they're telling you they're keto-friendly, but they're really not. And uh, I had one person who actually was consuming Gatorade, for example, and they thought that was uh, sugar-free, and it really wasn't. Or they might do something like coconut water, which has quite a bit of sugar. Or they might not understand that honey is very similar to sugar, or agave nectar is like even worse than sugars. All right, so these are kind of all the reasons why you might be craving a keto to look at to see what you need to change. Hey, before you go real quick, I have a course entitled How to Bulletproof Your Immune System. It's a free course. I want you to take it, and here's why. Here's you. Here is your environment. Everyone is focused on this over here, avoiding your environment. But what about here? What about strengthening your immune system? That's what's missing. This course will show you how to bulletproof yourself, and so you can tolerate and resist your environment much better by strengthening your own immune system. I put a link down in the description right down below. Check it out and get signed up today. Hey guys, I just wanna let you know I have my new keto course just came out. It's a mini course. It covers all the basics and how to do it correctly. You can get through this in probably 20 minutes at the very most. So if you're interested, click the link below and get signed up now.